As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed, Jared Pennington. He's Cool Hand Luke Bogacki. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your patronage. If you're new, you'll probably catch on soon enough. Our goal is to shed some light on the events, news, and issues in sportsman drag racing and the stars within it. Welcome back, or welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast, where we sometimes discuss U.S. Olympic athletes, Adult film stars and sportsman drag racing. Big Jed, we are, I think, I think we have officially crossed into the off-season portion of yes. the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast. Yes, we uh we are in a time where we have to come up with content. And when I say we, what I mean is you. Uh you typically <laughs> figure out what we can talk about that'll be fun and and uh, I'll spend a, at least a good seven or eight minutes uh, trying to put my part of that together every time. So, but yeah, this, uh, this show is going to be a little bit different, little, little less racing results, although there are some uh, more just fun stuff to talk about. And certainly, um, you know, everybody needs a little break from race results sometimes. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. Limited race results from one facility. I think I could sum it up in a handful of words. Gage Birch doesn't suck. We'll discuss that. And then we get into the, the topic was who is the one individual that personifies racing in each state? And admittedly, we can say this now because we're recording the intro after we recorded the show. We had no idea how this would go. We did it live. You can you can begin. I think you can probably more or less set your calendar for that. We're going to try to do that every Tuesday afternoon six o'clock central, right? Oh, so we're doing live every week. Well, I guess I just announced it. I spoke it into <laughs> existence. Big yeah. Jed. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm I excited. Very just excited. check out the, the, the sportsman drag racing podcast, Facebook page around six o'clock central time on Tuesday. We, <laughs> we might be there. We might not. Could be. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see how this goes. 
but but in the having the hindsight now, um, this 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 could have gone either way. We weren't real sure about it coming in. This was fun. This was good. So it the, was. The idea here again, we're gonna we're gonna try to pick some names out of thin air. Who is the the racer, the individual that is the face of racing in in each state? And we may or may not get to every state on the list in this episode. We'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we might have to stop at uh, you know at a state that has a big impact on racing and and maybe a lot of potential racers that could be the face of their state. I I can't think of what state that could be right off the top of my head, but. I bet it's a really big state full of amazing talent and uh, personalities. Yeah, I mean, there's no state that really jumps to mind, Big J. There's no state that we seem to hearken back to one show of the Dakotas. after show. One of the Dakotas, I think, is where, where we're Yeah, that'd be a good place. That'd be a good way to tease the next <laughs> show, wouldn't it? Yeah. Huh, stay tuned for next week, and we'll talk about racing in North Dakota. All that and more, but first. Hey, Jizzle, for Rizzle. Welcome back or welcome to a live edition of the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast, Jed, where we sometimes discuss U.S. Olympic athletes, adult film stars, and yes, Sportsman Drag Racing. How do you feel live episode number two? Um, I'm a nervous wreck right now, Luke, as you know, there, there might've been some technical difficulties behind the scenes here and, um, we wasn't sure how this was working out. So I'm a, I'm an emotional basket case at the moment, but it's starting to calm down now. I see your face and I know that we're doing this. So we are here now. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure anyone else can see us, but we're here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I see you and you see me. So we can we can at least feel like we're doing this live. Feels like it feels like old times. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Feels great. Love it. Um, I don't know exactly what we're gonna get into because truth be told, um, we usually record the intro after the show. So we'll probably come back and do that for for audio purposes. That's a little uh like behind the behind the curtain there. But uh, but yeah, we, we've got a little bit of actual on-track racing to discuss, and then we're going to get heavy into off-season content, which means a little bit of creativity on our part. I think it's going to be a fun show. Yeah, it's going to be a real fun show. Um, you know, we, we definitely have some winners to talk about, very little racing on the schedule. And, um, you know, we, we try to come up with fun topics for the off-season, if you will. And uh, th- we're going to start that out this week with a, a pretty fun a pretty fun show matching racers with states and you know this is one of those things where it's just a matter of opinion it's it's really all about the racer that comes to mind when you're thinking about a state not necessarily trying to pick the best racer within a state so it's going to be a lot of fun to to go down that uh, that road we don't have all 50 states but as, as we've learned it's uh, it may be uh, there may not be a racer in all 50 states <laughs> it's uh the struggle is real Some yeah, of them so are tough. The, what, what we're going for is the 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 racer or perhaps the person that kind of personifies racing in each of, of the states in the union i don't know if we'll get to all 50 today we'll see how things go obviously we want interaction from you those of you uh watching along live on facebook this is the point in the show where usually i say all that and more but first but we don't know how to make PJ's audio work in real time. So we're not going to do that part, Jed. 
I think we go right into Snowbird Nationals results because the only place you can go and race right now is somewhere close to water, specifically Bradenton, Florida. Yeah, you want to get as close to the equator as you can, and uh, certainly doing that in Florida is uh, is about our best option these days around here. And uh, Luke, it looked like a, a good start to the to the winter series. Um, you know, a lot of people have traveled down to get ready for some racing on the winter series in Florida, and uh, some big name winners hit the hit the winter circle again at the Snowbirds. Uh, Friday's 10K getting things started was uh, Austin Logan getting the win over G-Dub. G-Dub didn't have to travel far. He's at home, and uh, that's not where you want to face one of the Williams brothers, but uh, certainly those guys will uh, will have an impact on the events down there this winter. I don't want them anywhere. No, I was going to say, you don't want to face them anywhere, but you definitely don't want to face them when they're sleeping in their own bed because uh, something just makes that seem like they're harder to beat if there is such a thing. That may be silly to even say, but um, Matt Dattis made the trip down Luke and got the big 20 K win on Saturday over James Bunner, Jr. James, uh, a guy that performs very well when he gets out, he doesn't get out much, but he's certainly a handful in Florida anytime and every time. So, uh, that was an all-star final as well with Matt getting the win, uh, getting his winter series off to a great start and, uh, on the bottom bulb. I mean, this guy just continues to do great things, and uh, it was no different Saturday and uh, and Friday's, I think, bottom bulb race. No, yeah, Friday's and Saturday's bottom bulb race. Gage Birch got the sweep, 2,500 on Friday, 5K on Saturday. In a borrowed ride, Gage hasn't been in his Mustang in uh, in quite some time now. He he borrowed a ride in September to come to the BT Labor Day 250K. And I haven't seen him in his Mustang since, so not real sure what he's doing to it, but I'm sure it's a, it's a great upgrades, and uh, he's helping himself financially accomplish that a little bit easier because it doesn't matter what he sits in. He seems to get the win and, and do great things no matter what he's driving. And uh, Sunday, they did get some rain that came in prior to the event being completed. Uh, G-Dub, Jeff Sarah, Donovan Williams, and Scotty Gibson were all remaining on the top. Never heard and, of them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, murders, murders Row there. And uh, Dadis was in the no-box final with the legend Tim Butler, and uh, rain stopped that from happening as well. So Matt doing great on the top and the bottom. G-Dub off to a great start. Certainly Jeff Sarah continuing his great season. Donovan continuing a great season. No offense to Scotty Gibson, but those some all-star names there in, uh, in the late rounds and the final rounds in the winter circles. So the Snowbirds uh, got off to a great start, getting the winter series off to a great start with some bad, bad dudes collecting checks, Luke. How about Jeff Sarah? I mean, it's certainly far from a layup if that race gets to to go off without weather, right? He's got to drive through Donovan, Gary, and or Scotty Gibson. So not a sure thing by any stretch of the imagination. But if that was to finish off and he were to win the 10 grander at Bradenton, that would be back-to-back weekends, literally coast-to-coast, Bakersfield, California, (laughs) to to Bradenton, Florida, and arguably the, well, I think, I don't even know if it's arguable, the two biggest events of the weekend across the nation from one side to the other, and Jeff Sarah showing out all the way around. I'll circle back briefly on, on Gage Birch as well. 
to your point, I, I don't think it's fair to say that Gage has never lost a round in that Todd, Todd Burke's own Camaro. But just from the looks of it, he don't lose very often at Bradenton in it. I've seen a lot of winter circle pictures with that thing in the in the short period of time that he's been driving it. Yeah, he's done well. I think Manny Souza's done well in it. It's obviously a quality ride and uh, and a, a great race car, but uh, they definitely are picking great competitors to sit in the seat as well. And you know, I don't gauge wouldn't. It doesn't strike me as the type that's going to jump in just anything. So I think he likes to get in quality equipment. And then he makes it work. You know, he's just a very talented young man. I don't think people in general, Luke, understand the difference in a small tire, 640 Mustang, jumping in a a low six-second Vega station wagon tube chassis car, and then jumping in this tube chassis Camaro. Don't know what it runs, but I, I think it's in the 620, 630 range. I think you know, 670 on the window. It could be wrong. Was it? So there's a lot of differences in when to leave and, and, you know, just finding your spot on the bottom in those types of vehicles. Engage seems to do it very quickly and very consistently. Uh, I, I think if you really know the bottom bulb and how challenging it is, just his performances in those different types of vehicles, just here late in the season, not to mention throughout his career, just really shines a light on what kind of talent Gage Birch has. He's, he's, he's unbelievable. He is that. But now the debate rages on. Is he the face of racing in the state of Florida? We'll get to that. How, how we, how, this is something that's actually been on the, on the, in the hopper so to speak, for the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast for several months, how this idea came about. And to be completely honest, this might be awesome. This might be failed radio. We'll find out here in the next hour. My son, Gary, and I are riding down the road probably, I don't know, three, four months ago. And Gary is a sports nut. And he asked me the most off-the-wall sports questions, like literally nonstop throughout the day. And he got caught up on this most popular kick. And he's like, daddy, who's the most, what's the most popular sports franchise in the state of Illinois? And I was like, I don't, I don't know if it's the Cubs or the, the, the bears. It's one of the two. Right. And then he's like, well, be the bulls. There was a time, but I, I just, I think in most of those arguments, like football just trumps all, I think yeah, normally it's so. the NFL team. Right. But, I mean, there's some states where it's arguable. There's some states where it's a layup. Like, what's the most notable sports franchise in the state of Texas? Yeah, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, New York. Um, the New York Yankees. Yeah, yeah. What about um, L.A.? Or California in general? California's big. Where it'd have to be the Lakers. Yeah, right. So some of them are easy. Some of them are a little bit more complex, right? It's obviously super subjective. With that in mind, it got me thinking, got the wheels turning a little bit. And I'm like, what if, what if you could name the, the driver? Maybe not even necessarily the driver, like the person that is the, the face, so to speak, of sportsman drag racing in their home state. The, the individual that kind of personifies racing in that state. Like just simple um, word association, right? Like I say a state and you say a driver or a, a person in general. Again, it doesn't have to be a driver. And I, I got to thinking about this, like you could go about this, I think in several different ways, but the two most obvious would be, and, and I think how I'll choose the, the majority of mine as we go through is again, like when I think of state X, 
I think of driver Y, right? Like the, I'll, I'll give a layup to get started. When I think of Delaware, I think of Danny Bastianelli, right? Like the destroyer, right? That's an easy one. It's in his name. Yeah, totally, right? Or you could also think about it like as a racer in that state, what one competitor would you say best represents the state, right? So I guess you could you could look at it a variety of different ways. And again, super subjective, but word association. Like I say racing in, I'll give you another layup, Big Jed. I say racing in Maine. You think? Kyle Cotrera, but that's easy because he's the only racer from Maine. I, I, that might actually be accurate. <laughs> that can't be more than five. I don't know. Uh, we're going to go in alphabetical order. And again, for those of you watching live here, I would love to hear your feedback, right? As we go, and we'll probably intertwine some of that in the show as we as we work our way along. Alphabetical order, tease you right up, Big Jed. I've got some thoughts on the great state of Alabama, but I'm not residing in the great state of Alabama. So who would you say? personifies racing who's the face of racing sportsman racing today in alabama you know luke I, I looked at this like what racer do i think of when i think of the state and i'm a victim of recency i mean you know i think about people that that are doing well right now mostly and for me i see your list and it's it's definitely uh, alabama um through and through but for me it's like adam davis and i'm i'm gonna be bottom bulb heavy because when i think of a state i just think of bottom bulb racers for whatever reason first it makes sense like that speaks to the subjective nature of this and i thought this would be an interesting exercise for us jed because by and large i think our listeners would agree we're relatively aligned in our in our thoughts on racing but i would i would venture to guess that in this exercise, we don't have much overlap. Yeah, I would say that's not going to be the case at all. Um, you know, when I think of bottom bulb again, or Alabama again, I think bottom bulb, I think Adam Davis, and I think Brandon Taylor. Brandon's, um, Brandon's a, a, a popular figure in sportsman racing, bracket racing, well known across the country. And I think uh, people definitely associating him with where he's from a lot which of course is alabama so those are the guys i think about what about for you luke when you think alabama well from outside and again i i think a lot of my answers kind of date me to some extent and so the the first name that comes to mind when i think sportsman drag racing alabama is david rampy right but he doesn't really race anymore i, I know you see him around occasionally but he's, he's hitting the local yeah. bracket track some right Every so if we, if we throw that out, like the next, another name that came to mind is Jeff Strickland. But as he's told me a hundred times, he can hit a golf ball from where he lives to the state of Mississippi. So I don't know if you count him, right? Like I, I know you count him because you're an Alabama homer. Only when he does well. He's, he's really on the fringe. Like, honestly, I, I, there's a lot of names that stick out. Uh, Adam Davis, you mentioned Brandon Taylor, Todd Ewing. But if we're talking like the name that, that personifies Sports and drag racing in the state. I know you'd never say this, but I actually I think it's Jared Pennington. Oh goodness, uh, no, definitely not me. Um, I, I mean, I think I try to make it a point to let people know where I'm from, and I, I do. I, I I embrace my Alabamaness. Um, certainly, whether I've been a you know a, a team captain for the the uh, state challenge, all state challenge, or whatever the case may be, but um, 
but you know, I, I definitely would not be the racer. I don't think people would think of when they think Alabama, but that's not the exercise necessarily. Like who's yeah, the, right. the face of, of racing in the state? Like, I, I think you could make a solid argument for yourself. I know we don't, you probably won't talk about this anymore. We can move on yeah, I'm, for I'm me. It, it's big jet. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> we, Paige putting some notes in. Yeah. 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 I seen somebody commented Jed nation had the, had the Alabama a in it. That's a good point. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Michael Beard uh, did that logo for me. So that was good stuff. We may circle back on Alabama if we get some get some additional comments and again, feel free to uh, to chime in. Uh, going down the alphabet, Big Jed, Arizona, all, all the way on the other side of the country. First name that comes to mind. First name comes to mind when I think Arizona is Bill Kidd. Um, I know Bill well. He came out to the WFC one year. Uh, we hung out a little bit. You know, a guy comes from Arizona to race in Bristol with us. It it just registers. And I always think Bill Kidd first when I think Arizona and uh, a guy that, you know, has done a lot in the sport, but been quiet lately for whatever reason, Tibor Kadar. He's a, he's another Arizona racer that just immediately I associate those two together. Those are good. That's actually, um, all right, it's teed me right up for story time because the first name that came to mind for me is, is Chuck Hawk Jr. And I think, again, I'm dating myself. Chuck went on this, this like marathon run at some point, probably late eighties, early nineties, where he hit up a bunch of little racetracks kind of across the country. I think it was maybe for the, the Ron stuff at the time or something like he was on tour, right? Yep. yep. Chuck Hawk rolled into Texas raceway and they're announcing, yeah, I'm 10, 11 years old. And they're announcing Chuck Hawk from we're at Tucson, Arizona. And I'm like, this dude's from Arizona. I didn't realize people raced in Arizona, Big Jed. I didn't realize it was a nationwide thing. So I was like, Arizona and racing, that's Chuck Hawk. And he's still doing it. And he's still doing it at a high level, right? It's funny. The two names that we mentioned first, Bill Kidd, Chuck Hawk. I think the year's 2003. Me and Daniel Gossett, shouts to Daniel Gossett, Benny's boy. We trucked from Texas to Tucson, Arizona for a dragracereresults.com series race. And I was in the final of two days of the three days. Guess who I ran in the first final? The first one had to be Bill Kidd. Chuck Hawk Jr. <sighs> Guess who I ran in the last final? Bill Kidd. Absolutely. That's funny <laughs> that those are the first two names that come to mind. We go back 20 plus years. Yeah, that is odd. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, listening to you talk, and I didn't have this on our sheet, we're wrong. I think that the the face of racing in Arizona is actually probably a layup that we never that never came to mind. Really, it's Alan Reinhardt. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. I forget Alan's Arizona guy. I yeah. always think, always associate him with California, but I know he's an Arizona guy. I think that's the right answer. Yeah, I think you're right. No All right. doubt. Pig Suey, Big Jed, Razorback time. Let's go to Arkansas. Yeah, obviously, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Brodix. Um, I love the 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 product. I love the brand, and the brothers are are awesome guys. So I definitely think Jeff and Greg Brotherton when I think um, Arkansas. But um, you know, guys that are really close to me, Tyler Roach and David Bell are, are Arkansas staples that. You know, when I, I have to think bottom bulb at some point, and that's David Bell by a, by a landslide. 
double O, David Bell. Honestly, Jim, my first thought when you just do the word association, my first thought was the Brothertons and Brodicks as well. And again, I think that's more of a product of my youth and upbringing. Like today, the Brothertons don't race much at all, right? Obviously, Brodicks is still a huge, huge part of our industry. Um, I think the more relevant pick, at least for me today, is Danny Nelson, like out there winning world championships, um, successful um, chassis business for what, three plus decades. Like I, I think for me, Danny is probably the face of, of Arkansas at this point. A lot of Danny Nelson confidence. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I can see that for sure. Um, you know, super popular guy, guy that's done his share of racing coast to coast, um, you know, part-time or maybe even more so than that gambler for, uh, for fun, for, for somewhat of a living, you know, he's just, Danny's a, an all around guy that uh, a lot of people know from a lot of different areas. So I could definitely see where he could, uh, he could be named the face of racing for that state. Not a lot of racers in that state, Luke. I'm sure there are. There just ain't a lot that get out much. They they come to this Jake Summer Door Car Shootout. We had a big following from Arkansas this year for whatever reason. Out of the blue, I say for whatever really? reason. Really? It, it was because of Keith Hall. Keith Hall's out there repping Jake Summer Door Car <laughs> Shootout. So we had, I bet we had 25 entrants from Arkansas. I didn't know any of them except Keith and Tyler. Yeah. But they were here. If those guys are going to race, they got to get out. I mean, they've got Centerville and they've got Prescott. That's it. Outside of George Ray's, George Ray's know, backyard yeah. drag strip. That's <laughs> the right answer. You know, it's George Ray. <laughs> it I think is George Ray. George Ray's still around? I think George passed. That's what but, I was thinking too. But I think they're still uh, I think they're still racing in his backyard. Yeah. With manual wind lights. So a good point here from Jessica Spears. We snubbed Alaska. That was very much on purpose. Actually, really impressive that you're keeping up with the alphabet to that extent. And there is racing in Alaska, right? There's an IHRA track in Alaska. I see, or maybe it's an NHRA track because I think Lavonis posts the picture some, our Division Six director. It's in Fairbanks, it's... I think. Okay, sure. I, don't, I didn't know that. I was just guessing, but it looks beautiful. Um, but as far and and I, it seems like seems like it was an IHRA track at one point because they sent they sent representatives to the the World Championship runoff. I think I don't know the names of any of those representatives. So sorry to Alaska. Maybe we'll follow up on that. Yeah, yeah, those guys uh, can slip by us sometimes when we're thinking about racers from states. We, <laughs> we don't spend much time in the lanes with those guys and gals from Alaska. Sorry. I'll take I'll take California first as we skip to the seas, just because I spent a fair amount of time there over the spring. There's a few, I think, really good candidates in the state. Marco Peravolaris comes to mind. Actually, for me, Henry Roberson came to mind. Um, just like that might be one of the guys that, the racers from California would say, hey, I want this guy to represent us. Ryan Mangus is another one that comes to mind. Yeah. But I think when I think racing in, in California, Southern California, I guess California in general, the first name that comes to mind for me is Jimmy DeFrank because four world championships, four, I think it's four, four world championships. At came least. Out. At least four, maybe five. I don't know. A lot. There, there's a glaring name that we left off of this list too, Luke. Uh, unfortunately, he's no longer with us, but Big Nasty is I just thought the same thing. You're he's right. He's the face of racing in California still That's today. Right um, but, you know, I, I'm not sure uh, how that qualifies with him no longer being here on earth with us, but definitely Ryan Mangus, Marco, uh, you know, those guys, Chris Forsyth, um, uh, what he has done for not only California, but the West Coast in general 
with the, the events that he's putting on. Definitely a guy that uh, I could see following Big Nasty's path a little. Uh, so, but we're going to give this to Big Nasty. I think. Yeah, that's the right answer. George Ray and, and Big Nasty, back to back. <laughs> no doubt about it. Colorado. I, this one This one feels like a layup. Yeah, it's obviously the, the guy that's uh, that's on your list is the guy. But again, I think bottom bulbers, I think the bean, I think Brandon Umberger. And uh, I like mine with, you know, lettuce, tomato, mayo and pickle. Um, but Brandon Umberger, lethal addiction, racing the bean. Uh, that's just, you know, that guy has uh, he's just left his mark on Colorado for me. He, he just he is Colorado, but definitely your your name on your list is is the answer. Yeah, you could probably make an argument for Scott Burton as well, maybe a handful of others. But to me, the the, the obvious answer here is Chris Whitfield, given what he's done the last few years on the racetrack. But also just the uh, there's a lot that Bandemir has huge support. There's a lot of racers in Colorado and specifically around the Denver area. There's not a lot to get out. And of those that do, Chris is immensely successful. Like, I just feel like that's the kind of a layup. No doubt about that at all. Now, all this right. next one, this next one, I, I don't know. I don't know what we do with it. <laughs> well, as we, as we progress in alphabetical order, we get to Connecticut. And when I was trying to think about Connecticut, I, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, loyal listeners, I don't think there's a racetrack in Connecticut. And a lot of those, again, this is, this is very much um, Midwest, Southeast bias. Like, I don't know where Connecticut ends and Vermont begins. And for that matter, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, um, like there's a racetrack in New Hampshire. I don't know that there's a racetrack in the United States. So we just lumped all those together. We just say all those, all those small Northeast states all in one. The face of that, for me, Joe Santangelo, I, I, I thought about Ali Dahl. I thought about the Sawyer family, uh, Mike and Ray and, and Carrie. I actually thought about Scott Hall and Moroso. That's Connecticut, right? Um, but I, I think if I had to pick one, it's, it's Double O Joe Santangelo. Yeah, very good pick, and uh, it'd be hard to argue against. Um, certainly, this is not an argument or a debate. It's really just about how you feel. But for me, again, bottom bulb heavy, uh, Dan Casey. Dan is from uh, from Connecticut. He has done his share of traveling. He won the NHRA uh, National Championship last year in the pro category in Vegas. A guy that's come to many of the events that uh, that I'm associated with at Bristol. So easy choice for me, Dan Casey. <clears throat> Congrats to Dan and Joe. They are representing four states. No one else on this list can claim that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're representing states. I'm I, I wonder what I wonder is have they been to all of those? And I'm sure Massachusetts, New Hampshire's easy slam dunks for them. But I mean, does anybody really have a reason to go to Vermont? No offense to any Vermont listeners, but is there a reason to go to Vermont? Do you, if you're a racer, no, like I'm just I, trying to get away from racing. I'm serious on this. I would love for the loyal listeners to chime in. I, to my knowledge, the only racetrack among those four states is Epping, New Hampshire. I could be wrong. I'd love to be wrong, but I, I think that's it. I bet you're right. All right. So I think it's, it's worth prefacing again at this point that the discussion here isn't necessarily like the best racer 
in the state. It is the the racer that personifies racing is the face of racing in that state. And to that end, when we get to Florida, Big Jed, there are several good options. The, yeah. the first thing that comes to mind for me is the Williams family, but you could make some serious arguments in a, in a different direction here. Yeah, there's, it's really challenging to try to figure out Florida. Number one, Florida has got a lot of people that, are not from Florida, but now they live in Florida. So those are challenges when you start thinking about people like Kenny Underwood and, and many, many more. Uh, I was going to say, you, you know, got people from Florida that no longer live in Florida, like Ray yeah. Ray and Underwood. And, and, and then the, the opposite is true as well. Yeah. John Siegel, he's obviously, if you've ever listened to him talk, you know, he's not from Florida. He's a transplant, but definitely what? the Williams, <laughs> definitely the Williams. There's a lot of Yankees in Florida that are from Florida. So that's, you know, that you might be right there. That's really, that's really a, another topic, but the Williams brothers, uh, you can't help, but think of those guys from outside of Florida. If you lived in Florida, I'm not sure that you have that same opinion because uh, those hey, racers no, don't always travel and there's legends. Uh, Manny Souza. You know, he's done his share of traveling, but he doesn't anymore. Manny's a, a legend on the bottom, Bob. Um, one of the best, if not the best, I've ever seen. And, of course, Tim Butler. Uh, Tim Butler's, um, you know, we just talked about him at the Snowbirds being in the final round that got rained out. This guy has won as many races probably as anybody that, that we discussed on, you know, on the show uh, about their their talent and their history and their accomplishments. I don't know how many races Tim Butler's won, but that guy has won an absolute massive amount of races. The number has a comma in it. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. <clears throat> I bet you could go with the Williams brothers, obviously. Um, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, the answer may be just as obvious. Gage Birch, 20 years ago, it was a no-brainer, Tim Butler. Um, in between, like you could have made a case for Underwood. You probably could make a case for Steve Cohen at some point. Yes. Um, there was another name that came to mind, and now it's it's completely slipped my mind. Uh, oh, Randy Folk. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, I mean, that's that's a big, big name in 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 our part of the of the sport. I think you got the right answer though with Butler. Like I just, I don't think you would find anyone in the state of Florida that would argue if they, if you said Tim Butler is the face of racing in this state. Yeah. Especially for the state, you know, right. for, for racing inside state lines, uh, it'd be hard to argue against Tim. All right, all right, fair enough. Georgia, we'll just move. We're just now we're moving alphabetically and geographically. Yeah, those two states obviously touch one another. And by the way, Florida is a very complex state when you start trying to think about their racers because there are some tremendously talented racers, you know, like the Rollins brothers in the north end of the state right. that you forget sometimes are from Florida. But uh, nonetheless, I just, just want to mention that. And then, and then the other end too, I mean, you got like, Claude DeBonis and Ferraro and Dweck that, you know, how do you get to Immokalee? You drive to Cuba and hang, make a U-turn, come back one block, right? Like way down there, right? Florida's big. 
So yeah, yeah. geographically yeah, diverse. Um, Georgia's somewhat similar. You got talent in the in that state, and it's a long state. It's it's a lot like Alabama and Mississippi uh, geographically. So, uh, and not yeah. a lot of racetracks anymore. No, no, they are dwindling big time in that state uh, for whatever reason. That uh, we need uh, we need Herschel Walker to win that state and uh, bring racing back. So I'm not sure what's going on over there, but anyway, Luke. Uh, for me, I think of the Adcock brothers. Uh, I'm pretty close to Sherman and Woody. So I think about those guys, um, you know, Ricky Jones, uh, I didn't write him down on my list, but Ricky Jones is a guy that I think about when I think Georgia, David Simmons, um, certainly Jeremy Hancock, he's my dog. So I think of him. So, uh, there's a, there's a ton of guys, but for me, uh, Georgia is the Adcock brothers. That's hard to argue with. Sherman and Woody came to mind for me. The McCarty family came to mind for me. But when I think Georgia, I think Champ. It's Champ's neighborhood. Yeah, no doubt. Cartersville, I believe, is uh, – I'm not sure if he's still there with the purchase of his new home, but Champ's definitely Georgia. And, uh, you know, the McCartys, easy, easy to see how they could be chosen. Um, as much as I love Bug and Carol and and Trip, Caroline really, even out of that group, uh, with what Caroline has accomplished in the sport and how uh, interesting her journey has been, uh, you know she she definitely could easily be chosen the face of racing in Georgia. But Champ would be hard to argue against. I see as, as much as we're divided, the listeners are equally divided. We got, we got one way and in for Sherm. We got one way and in for Champ. So appreciate the feedback as always. I, I, yeah, you could go either way there and you're not going to solicit an argument from me. The oh, question- Hold on, I got to call out going bracket racing right here, uh, right here oh. live. I got to call them out because oh. Champ's, a, uh, Champ's performance is a sponsor on their show. Ah, so, could be a that's a shameless there. plug. I don't know if that's Casey or George, but come on, guys. That's a shameless <laughs> plug. Now, I love going bracket racing again every Tuesday. I try to tune into those guys' show. Uh, really good stuff. I appreciate you guys watching tonight. All right, champ. Sure. Th- th- this might be the question of the night, Big Jed. The state of Hawaii. Do they race in Hawaii? Is that a thing? There is a track in Hawaii. Okay. I should go um, there. I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to the track there or just to Hawaii? <laughs> yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Um, definitely would like to go there. There's an IHRA facility there. Uh, as a Facebook friend of mine, I immediately, now I've done a little research on some of these states, but immediately I remembered Ryan Peppel as the my Hawaii connection, a guy that races over there. We've we've chatted a little bit over the years, but um Hilo Drag Strip, as uh, Paige is listed for us, is the track there. So Ryan Peppel, to me, and because I went straight to him, I knew exactly when I saw Hawaii on the list who it was. He's definitely the face of racing for me in Hawaii. But um Ryan didn't have much competition. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. <laughs> is it helo or high low you know in the probably, south i think you guys would call it high low nope. <laughs> it's probably something different than what i said 
but I, I just guessed at Hilo. We might need to get confirmation on that. We'll follow up. <laughs> oh, it's it's coming out right now. Supposedly an NHRA track in Maui as well. Oh. Yeah, I want to go to that one too. Yeah, might as well hit them all while I'm there. Yeah, I'll just make the tour. Yeah, I don't I don't care if it's on a different island. <laughs> I uh, I just rent me a Kia Soul, and I know those things are fun to race. I've seen that, so just rent me a Kia Soul and try to hit them. Now, yeah, I have no idea how far apart they are. If you have to cross water to get from one to the other. But. Yeah, getting getting your race car on a boat could be interesting. <laughs> could be a challenge. Could be a challenge. I don't. I don't. I don't think it would be like the old Texas shootout days where you run high low on Friday night and Maui on Saturday. Maybe. It'd be tricky. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> and as Cage, as Cage, as Page says, these live shows, I get that. You know, I, I mean, I called Jerron LeBron. Now I've just called Paige Cage. Um, but she's uh, making a really good point. <laughs> I'm fired to avoid the volcanoes. Yeah, I uh, I definitely have not had that challenge in my racing history to where I've had to worry about if the volcano erupts. So that could be a little different racing over there. How's that for a home track advantage? I imagine make track conditions a little tricky. Look, and dial this. <laughs> this is the this is the beauty of uh, of a live show, Jed. I have no idea what the listener experience is like, but this is fun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm nervous still, but yeah, it's a good time. It's a real good time. <laughs> Let's go up to the, to the land of potatoes. Idaho. First thing that comes to mind for me, Mark and Race Kid. I feel like it's a bit of a layup. That is a bit of a layup. Definitely um, the, the two guys that you think of when you think of Idaho. But having announced races for me out on the West Coast in Vegas and, and calling this name and, and calling it on the East Coast, too, when he came out, Blue Hayball. Uh, blue hay ball is synonymous with uh, with Idaho to me I just associate those two together so uh, blue's my guy Andy Small again here I go bottom bobbing um, like I'm going to do a lot but Andy Small is uh, is the bottom bob guy for me from from Idaho for sure yeah we're gonna need a ruling like we we got into this briefly in Florida like can Idaho claim Andy Small like there should be a statute of limitation. I guess the question is the face of racing in that state. Can the face of racing in that state have lived there for less than a decade? Yeah, that's a good point, Luke. There definitely needs to be a ruling, but um, we'll next time we do this exercise, we'll we'll have that rule in place. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's move to my home state, the state of Illinois. The face of Sportsman drag racing in this state is and has been for several decades, I think. It 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 it, it derives from, I'm sorry, it resides in Durant, Illinois. It's the Folk family. Now probably Nick more than anything, but Ron, Brian, Nick, the Folk, Vicky, the Folk family in general. I think that's the face of racing in this state without question. Yeah, I didn't put it on my list, but um certainly, you know, you um, you, you, you gave that to me for Alabama. Uh, w- nobody really knows where you're from. Don't know if you're from California, Texas, Alabama, or Illinois, but where you live is Illinois. And I think you've embraced that as your home for, uh, the extended future. So, um, you almost have to chop Illinois up into a couple of different pieces because the folks are all but in Wisconsin and you're all but in Kentucky. 
So, uh, but both of you are in the state of Illinois. So I'm going to go a couple of different directions there. The folk family, that's uh, definitely an easy one. Brett Williamson, as far as bottom bulbers, but certainly uh, you with all your racing adventures and putting on races in the state at your home track of I-57, uh, I could see easily where that would be uh, Luke Bogalak. I appreciate that. But at the same time, like, I, I think it goes back to what you'd said initially. I don't know that anybody knows whether or not to claim me, right? I've, I've been around a little bit too much to, uh, uh, the roots are here at this point, you know, 10 plus years in, but even at that, like, I think if I had been here for all 42 years of my life, I haven't given myself an extra year, 41 years of my life at this point, I think I would still give the nod to the folks, but I do very much appreciate the sentiment. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm here for. Make you feel good. Look. The next state is probably the one where I got the most names under consideration and couldn't really pick out one that I felt like absolutely stood out. It's the state of Indiana. So I'll, I'll throw it to you. I, I've got one that I think is ultimately the right answer, but you could go a lot of different directions here. And I don't think you get an argument from me. Yeah. Again, I've got a lot of names on my list. I see the names on your list. Um, and I, I, it'd be really tough to pick, but I, when I think Indiana, uh, probably first, I think Steve Riggins because we work together and he works the events that I put on. So Riggins is, is my first thought, Alan F. Greg Dillman. And then this guy is just through and through Indiana. He's through and through Muncie. He's just that gruff Muncie racer. That's Kurt Harrington. Uh, I can't think of Indiana racing without thinking of Kurt. If you're not familiar with Kurt, he's the big guy in the little car. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I can say this because Kurt and I are friends, but, you know, it, it kind of reminds you of the, the fat guy in the little coat bit. Um, <laughs> I, the name escapes me right now. He passed away. What's his name, Luke? Chris Farley. <laughs> Chris Farley, yeah. Um, so Chris Farley's bit fat guy in a little coat when Kurt piles out of that Chevette, it is impressive. And when he <laughs> piles in it, it's impressive. It is. And he usually does impressive things in between. Yeah, he does. He kicks my butt. That's a good pick. He was on my list. My, my list. If you had asked me this <clears throat> 10 years ago, I think unequivocally, I say James Monroe. I, he was yeah. just the face of racing in that area to me from outside the area. Um, James is still racing, by the way. I think I told this story a couple of years ago. I went to the bracket finals at Indy two years ago. I run into, who is it? James Monroe. What's he doing? He's driving some like, I don't even know what kind of, it wasn't a normal looking motor in a dragster. It was some newfangled different thing that only James could come up with going like 540 and going 540 every day. Did it have a Ron's toilet on it? I'm sure it did. Yeah. <laughs> and um and yeah, I think he might even won the race of champions, right? Like he was telling me that he races at Terre Haute whenever they're open, don't go anywhere else. Right. So the, 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 the wheels don't, don't, uh, the big wheels are not rolling for, for James Monroe anymore, but he's still involved in the sport, still racing. Um, Wes May, obviously the May family in general came to mind given his, his rise to prominence in the last year, but a guy that's always probably personified racing in that area, Aaron Dysinger, that comes to mind. I thought Scotty Stillings. I thought the Eisenhower family. I thought the York family. I think you make an argument for any of those. If I had to pick one, um, I'll give it to the Dillmans. Like, I feel like uh, Stephen Frosty, Brian, Greg, I'm going to miss 
there's more Brandon, there's one more brother. Sorry. The Dillman family, like I think for me stands out as the, 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 maybe the right answer that just personifies racing in the state of Indiana. But I could, I could, I could listen to lots of counter arguments there. Yeah. You know, that, that target has moved for me as well. I mean, I mean, James Monroe, certainly, you know, Wes May, um, his father, uh, certainly was, was somebody that, you know, would, would come to mind immediately when you thought of that. So that, uh, that has been a moving target for me as well, but the Dillman family, uh, certainly seems to be the right answer. Not only a bunch of great racers, but just like, I feel like universally respected, right. I, on, on the heels of, on the, on the shoulders, I guess, of the late Steve Dillman, but the entire family, like you're not going to, it's rare that you hear anybody say a, a negative word, right? Yeah, most definitely. Um, <laughs> this one was tricky for me. We're going up to the state of Iowa, Big Jed. The right answer, first and foremost, it's it's Tucker Kanslar, right? Particularly right now. Yeah. But that's not the, the first name that came to mind to me, Big Jed, when I was thought, racing in Iowa. Lane Dickin. Lane Dickin hasn't lived in Iowa in close to a decade. Yeah. The next name that came to mind for me was Thomas Gall, because he puts on these awesome races in Iowa. Thomas Gall does not live in Iowa. Is it South Dakota? It's one of the Dakotas. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to that state. That could be a problem for the state of Iowa. The, the, the first two names that come to mind when I think about racing in Iowa don't live in Iowa. Probably not a problem. Racing there is, is thriving, as we've talked about a few times recently uh, on the show. Probably the big dollar bracket racing is in a place that I don't think that state has ever seen. Um, for me personally, I think of the the Reese family and Alex. They came down to they come down to the Jake Summer Door Car Shootout repeatedly. Alex has won it before, um, so that jumps out to me from Iowa. But again, like the right answer here is it's got to be Tucker Kessler. Yeah, I guess it has to be because he lives there. But I can't think of Iowa racing without thinking Lane Dickin immediately. So um, if if there's a any provision for somebody that doesn't live in the state anymore still be in the face of that state. Uh, I, I would go Lane Dickin if there's not, if that's not in the rules and I'll give you some time to, to check out the, the rules and the bylaws of this exercise, but Tucker Kanslar has to be it. Um, unfortunately for Tucker, I'm not sure how many people could have told you that Tucker was an Iowa racer prior to him collecting that final round win at the million, but nonetheless, um, he's, he represents his state very well anytime he gets out and, and he just did it on the on the biggest stage possible recently. So I think it's him. Alex Reese definitely she she would be a, a popular choice for me as well. But I think it has to be Tucker. I think it has to be Tucker. And the the fact that <clears throat> most people would not be able to identify Tucker Kanslar was from Iowa prior to the million was really no reflection on Tucker's talent or accomplishment as much as it is on Tucker's personality. He's a quiet guy. Not yeah. not okay. looking for the spotlight, right? Uh, a couple other names to throw in that I, if you want to, if you mentioned Charlie Hammer, if you mentioned Ed Bowsman, oh, yeah. I wouldn't argue with you on either one of those two. Th- those would be good arguments. Yeah, the Hammer definitely uh, would have been a great one. This next one's, this next one's easy, Luke. Uh, I mean, Kansas, again, I, I understand your choice and that'd be very difficult to argue against. But for me, as always, I'm leaning bottom bulb. And this is a guy that's pretty near and dear to you as well. When I think Kansas racers, I think John Moggins. 
uh, easy, one of the best bottom bulb racers on earth. Um, certainly a guy that uh, has accomplished a lot in the sport, not just racing, but putting on races as well, done a lot for our sport and just easily for me, it goes to, it goes to John Moggins, but your choice probably is the, the right choice. Yeah. With all due respect, I love John Moggins. He's, he's, he's my guy that it's the wrong answer. Big Jed. <laughs> you, you can't say racing in Kansas and not say the words Gary Stinnett. It's Stinnett to win it every all day, every day. Four world championships can't be wrong. A lot of great racers in the state of Kansas, probably a little bit underrated. I mean, you get Matt Driscoll, you get the Loveners, um, Mark Graham, Tyler Wadarzik, Troy Ross, like the and a lot of big names, right? But if you just look at overall impact on the sport, on the industry, like the the face of racing, and I feel like maybe 10 years ago, you wouldn't have said Stinnett just because like he just seems so head buried in what he does and not at all concerned about outward perception. Right. But I feel like that, that stigma around him or that percent perception of him has changed in recent years, you know, partially, I think due to his, to his health battle, but partially just because like, I feel like he's opened up a lot, become a little bit more likable, right. From the outside. Um, yeah. Like I just, I, I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's tinted all day, every day. Yeah, I couldn't argue against that. Definitely a, a guy that's accomplished a lot. And uh, if you if you just want to talk about racers that, that has put Kansas on the map, I think he would be the first on anybody's list for sure. So Stan, it's a great choice, but I'm still right. sticking with Moggins. Staying in the K's. We go to the great state of Kentucky and Big Jet. I got conflicted. I got I actually got confused this thinking about Kentucky because the geographic discrepancies across the state of Kentucky and the vibe that I get from the different like regions or 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 um racing communities within the state, like going to bowling green for me versus going to say I-64 or Clay City, like it's two different worlds. It doesn't feel like you're in the same country, much less the same state. Like Bowling Green just has a little bit of a more buttoned up feel, I guess you'd say. And and Clay City and I-64 are not that much. I've never been to Thornhill, but like my impression of that, not buttoned up. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) there's divergent crowds. Like with all of that said, you could make an argument for a handful of different names, but I keep coming back to when I think Sportsman drag racing in the state of Kentucky. I think Phil Billy. I think it's Phil Combs. Yeah, Luke, you, you, all of your points are very valid. You've got Beacon on the west side, which right. is, a, which is a Charlie Lockhart and Lucas Walker. They're staples there. Um, certainly, um, you know, I think of people on that side. I, that state touches West Virginia. It touches Missouri. <laughs> I mean, it, it touches states that are a long freaking way from one another and Phil Billy's practically in Cincinnati, but he's in Kentucky, but definitely think Phil Billy. When I think Kentucky racer, obviously a guy near and dear to my heart, a bottom bulb racer through and through. Um, so it's easy for me to, to make that choice. Um, you know, there's another guy that lives in Kentucky that is pretty well known. His name's Scotty Richardson. Yeah, but he falls into that same argument. Like, does, te- does yeah. Texas claim Scotty? Does Texas yeah, where the hell is he from? Scotty? Right. 
So yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Phil Billy is definitely my choice. Yeah, like I feel like there's a, a what's the word that I'm looking for? Like long standing, right? He's a lifer, Kentucky lifer, BMFYK, right? BMFYK. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that was a thing. So yeah, yeah, like it. So if if you went down that road, like a number of names came to mind as far as notable competitors that also I think are super recognizable and represent Kentucky well. Like if you want to talk Ricky Decker, Garrett Griffith, you know, one of the younger guys, um, Josh Baker's one, like if you want to have the conversation, like who's the best racer in Kentucky, I think Josh Baker is absolutely in that discussion, but he's another guy like, kind of like Tucker Kanslar. Like, I don't think he gives a damn whether or not we think he's the face of racing in, in Kentucky. He just doesn't seem interested in that. He just wants to race and go about his business. And I don't know that someone like that necessarily qualifies for this, right. To, to personify racing in the state. You mentioned Lucas Walker, Charlie Lockhart, like there's a lot of good options, but I don't know, maybe it's uh it's, that's an obviously a subjective thing. And it probably goes back 20 plus years for me where, where when I was racing with Phil Billy all the time, but I, I feel like it's Phil Combs. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Luke, I know we're live here and, and, you know, we, we're kind of doing this on the fly a little bit, but we probably going to have to figure out how far we're, we're going, what state are we going to, are we going to click this off at? Are we looking for a time or what's going on? I, normally I would have been able to ask you that ahead of time, but I was a nervous wreck ahead of well, time and didn't get a chance to ask. You. I wanted to see how this went. Let's just keep going. I, I, I think with like, if we cut this off at seven 30, we're 90 minutes in. I, I think if we don't get to all of them, we get real close. Okay. I'm in. All right. I'm in. Uh, let's go, let's go, let's go down South and eat some gator. <laughs> yeah. Go down there, Louisiana down there. And <laughs> boy, hit the bottom and the top down there. Uh, for me, easy. Uh, again, as I stated early in this conversation, I am a, uh, product or, or victim of recency. And when guys do well, like right around a discussion, it's easy for me to go that way. Certainly the, the Cummings brothers to me are Louisiana, but um, again, I think bottom bobbers, I think Cooter. When I think Louisiana racers, I think Cooter. This is another one where if you polled racers within the state, I get the feeling that Cooter would win the vote. Like that's the guy that represents us. From that to the outside world, I think it's, I don't want to say obviously, but I, I think the name that comes to mind for most, most of us is Johnny Brackett Racer. Like first name association, Louisiana Racer, Johnny, right? Um, so I think I'd give him the nod, but to, to that point, if, if this was, if you're looking at it more as who would the racers in Louisiana choose to represent them? I, I think it's probably Cooter and, and and the dog and the puppy, the, the entire Hidalgo tribe. Yeah, the whole dog pound for sure. Maryland. I know they race in Maryland. I was going to ask, do they race in Maryland? I know they race in Maryland. There's multiple racetracks. There's there's not really a racer that jumped to mind for me. So I'm going to go a little bit off the grid here. Again, perhaps showing my age. When I think racing in the state of Maryland, I still think Royce Miller. Yeah, understandable. Uh, Royce is uh, is certainly a guy that's worthy of being the face of that state for racing, for sportsman racing in general. I think Brandon Michaels, again, just a bottom bulb racer that I know fairly well. 
but you know, I'm pretty sure Wesley Washington lives in Maryland. Need a ruling on that. But Virginia, Kings, Kings George, Maryland. You're right. It's Maryland. You're right. Yeah, I was thinking he lived in Maryland. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a, I think, I think that, um, you know, what I, no, I, I'm not sure. Nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. You gotta love live podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Live podcasting stuff. But, uh, oh, yeah. Ed Talbert. Yeah. Rob Fisher said Ed, Ed Talbert. Ed Talbert's definitely, uh, uh, a guy worthy of that. But for me, it's Brandon Michaels, but easily I could see where it would either be Wesley or it'd be Royce Miller, but Wesley might be taking that over here in, uh, in most recent times, but Royce Miller for a long time has been the face of racing in that state. Yeah. I just, I think back to my youth reading about Royce Miller, the driver, and then obviously like he's never really gone away from being a prominent figure in the sport, obviously not driving anymore, but the, the face of Maryland International Raceway for years, was heavily involved at IHRA at one time. Now is, I think, on the board with WDRA. Like, he's still a mover and shaker within the sport. Um, again, that's a jaded opinion from a from a distance because I've, I don't, I don't, I have raced in the state of Maryland. I've been to, I've been to Cecil County. Never been to MIR. Um, I've raced yeah. in Cecil County. Yeah, so. Tom right. Stauber. Not, not Tom Stauber. No, Tom Cable. Tommy Cable. Tommy Cable. Oh. Is that Maryland? I think he lives in Maryland. I think that's Maryland. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Michigan. Michigan slam dunk for me is Justin Wanamaker. End of discussion. Love that guy. Uh, Bottom up racer, of course. Um, You know, he just, he's just a guy that I can't help but think Michigan when I think of him. Uh, And when I think of Michigan, I think of him. So either way. So when I think Michigan, now granted the majority of my experience at Michigan is at Mid-Michigan Motorplex, which probably makes this jaded, but I can't think of racing in Michigan without thinking of the Ledford family. So I'll give that whole family, like from, from Mary Jo, Mike, Jeff, the next generation now with, with Jared and, and Lane. I think Lane's still racing. Um, yeah, like the Ledford family gets it for me for the state of Michigan. Yeah, most definitely. I could see that. They own a facility there. They are Michigan racing. Um, just uh, just when you said that, for whatever reason, Ed Nemec popped in my mind, but I think he's a Michigan racer, if I remember correctly. Ed won the race in Michigan, but he's he's from Chicago. He's in Illinois. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, so the Ledfords definitely would would be the the choice that I think most would know, but on the bottom bulb side, it's Justin Wanamaker. If you if you come out of Michigan, you drive up through the UP. That was not a Michigan. I don't know what that was. I'm sorry, but if you drive <laughs> up like through the UP, Louisiana. <laughs> you get you get to Minnesota eventually. Minnesota for me, you could you could go a few different ways here. I actually think there's a right answer, and it wasn't my first thought. My first thought, again, probably showing my age, Jeff Cheney. Like for me, put put. I didn't realize they raced in Minnesota either. In my in my youth in my early teens until Jeff Cheney came to town and, and kicked the heck out of everybody <laughs> um, incognito, by the way. Uh, so for me, I think I've always associated racing in, in the state of Minnesota with Jeff Cheney. And that rings true today. Like the dude's still out there, still super competitive, still doing his thing. So I give the nod to Cheney. Yeah. Cheney's the answer there for sure. Um, be impossible to argue against that. I, I've been reading about and now 
talking to on occasion Jeff Cheney for decades. Um, the guy is Minnesota racing. So um, I, I, I listed Joe Kerner because just immediately when I think Minnesota, I think of Joe Kerner. Joe lives in Florida now. I think part time and part time in Minnesota. But uh, Joe Kerner is my old buddy, old announcing buddy. So I, uh, I I just listed him because I think of him. But I couldn't even really think of a good bottom bulb choice from Minnesota. So I couldn't even foul this thing up with a bottom bulber. Yeah, again, we need a ruling. Like, can you claim the Schmalls, even though neither of them live in Minnesota anymore? It's where they cut their teeth. It's where they came up. Um, but no, the one we missed, the one that I, I think is the right answer, you could make an argument for the Larson family, right? But the right answer, I think, is probably the lines. Yeah. Right? Like, if, if we were more geared toward stock, super stock, like, it would be a layup that I, it would be the lines. But if you zoom out a little bit, that's that's probably the right answer for that region. Yeah, I agree. Missouri. Do they race in Missouri? They do. Well, we skip Mississippi. Oh, okay. We'll get to you, Missouri. We'll, <laughs> we'll, y'all can show us in a minute. Yeah, Mississippi, uh, easy. We we were in a, a you know an agreement here with when I think of Mississippi racing, I think of a lot of racers because again, just like Georgia and Alabama, like we talked about, and Florida, long states seemingly two different states in terms of the racing landscape the northern end and the southern end just seems to be worlds apart where they never really collide but definitely thank galen rollison i mean galen is now taking over the lease at gulfport he's done amazing things on the gulf uh, for bracket racing, not to mention the stuff he's done outside of there when he and Britt have got out with their great American brand and traveled. Uh, but today, I think Galen Rollison is the, the name, the face, the guy, certainly that, you know, I think Gulfport, when I think of him, I don't really think of the whole state, but he would be, he would be the number one choice for me, for sure. Um, you know, I, I see obviously AJ Ash is listed on your list as well. Not to not to steal your thunder. I ain't real sure where AJ is claiming. You know where his mailbox is these days. He's uh, he's a mover and a shaker as well. So I still think I, of Long Beach, Mississippi, right? Yeah, Long Beach. That's definitely where AJ's from. But uh, Galen for me would would be the choice for sure and, and there's a there's a lot of guys over there that I think of when I think of Mississippi but I think Galen definitely is the face yeah you, you stole my thunder there if you asked me to to pinpoint like, who do I think of when I think of a racer from Mississippi it's AJ AJ Ash uh, but if we zoom out a little bit and what's the first name that comes to mind when you think of the state of Mississippi and sportsman drag racing who personifies the sports the 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 sport in that state yeah it's galen i think galen rollison yeah uh sound like hot rod brought up uh my partner stone cold steve stites um you know he's uh he's still a part of uh, putting on a couple of races a year but steve doesn't get out to the racetrack anymore and do any of that racing but for a long time especially in my life it would have been him easy then they ran him off <laughs> yeah yeah, they shut him down. They cut the return road off one time too many, and he gave up. <laughs> it's bad when you get run out of the sport. They just don't want you anymore. You win so much that they don't want you no more. 
Yeah. And, you know, that's a lot. There's been a lot of those feelings over the over time at, at different states. But in the part of Mississippi where he raced, they had a unique way of letting you know about it, Luke. They, they, did. they didn't they didn't just hope you lose <laughs> they let saw you know that, about it <laughs> saw that in action once or twice yeah 100 percent. yeah i know yeah, you did <laughs> so we go up to the show me state big jim missouri there is racing in missouri um a couple of racetracks a handful of racetracks we got sykeston ozark mocam oh yeah. there's another one too what's the name of that place i'll think of it um but when you like not a ton of big name racers necessarily come to mind when you think of the state of Missouri. For me, it's it's the McKaigs. Jeremy Jason McKaig would be the face of racing in Missouri. Do you have any argument to that? No, I couldn't argue against it, but uh, not enough bottom bulb in that list. So I had to add Brian Walker. I definitely think of uh, B-Dub when, uh, when I'm thinking Missouri racers. Um, but again, that's a, that's a state that where Brian races versus where you've been to Sykeston. Right. Two different worlds. It's like those racers don't even know each other exists. Um, Missouri is just another one of those states, but uh, definitely the McCaig's um, impossible to argue against. Well, I think about the the two facilities that I think about when I think about the state of Missouri. I think of Sykeston and I think of David Bell, who's from Arkansas. And I think of Mocan and I think of J.R. Loebner, who's from Kansas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good point. All right, so we established they do race in the state of Missouri. Do they race in the state of Montana? Well, I don't think they race. Now, there is a track in Montana. It's Big Sky, right? Actually, I think there's actually a couple, yeah. Okay, Big Sky is the is the track there. But um, I didn't really know who races in Montana or from Montana. So I reached out to some resources. And um, I'm going to give this to Scott Taylor from Columbia Falls, Montana. I have no idea who Scott is. I know he races a uh, early or like a 64 model Chevelle with some flames on the front of it. Um, but for me, this is easy. It's Scott Taylor from Columbia Falls. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing him down. You know what that means. Yeah, I'm with you. Scott Taylor all the way. How about? Oh, wait state? a minute. Oh, 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 we got another... Uh... Another Missouri representative, Angela Belosi. I didn't really think about the Gateway guys because Gateway's in Illinois, but a lot of their racers are in the state of Missouri. Yeah. Belosi's a good one. And, and I, uh, Paige I, said there's four tracks in Montana. Four tracks. Four tracks. Holy smokes. I watch Yellowstone. I'm a loyal watcher of Yellowstone. They've never mentioned a drag strip there whatsoever. I think you should stop watching. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I think. We're going to have to dedicate an entire episode of the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast to the state of racing in Montana. Oh, that would be a blast. All right. So they do race in Montana. Do they race in Nebraska? Is that a thing? Absolutely. They race in Nebraska. What is the track? Is it I-30? Is it I-30? No, I, you're close. You're just one digit off. It's I-29. It's I-30. I-29. I-30. It's only one number away, but that's in Texas. Yeah. Okay. I-29. Yeah. My man, Clark Dalkus. That's easy. Um, I don't know Clark, but we have chatted a little bit over the years and um, he, he does a real good job on social media of making people like me aware that the racing scene in Nebraska is happening. It's getting after it pretty good over there. So Clark Dalkus is an easy choice for me. Well, then absolutely. Cause I know Clark is a, is in a, 
an accomplished racer, but if he's an ambassador for the sport in the state, then that's a layup. I, I was easy. I didn't I didn't feel great about my answer. The first name that came to mind for me was Don Nichols. So obviously had a ton of success on the NHRA tour, but more so just because I like Don. Like he was part next to me at Topeka. My son, my youngest son, actually drew a picture of his car and colored it in and handed it to him. And I felt like it made Don's day. So Don was at the top of mind. But yeah, Clark, Clark is it Dukas? I always said Dukas. You know, I wasn't, I just wasn't comfortable saying Dukas. So I've, I've called it Dalkus, but it's probably Dukas. Uh, Paige thought it was Dukas. I thought it was so, Dukas. Could be wrong. We need, a, we need an official ruling. Yeah. Clark, uh, reach out to me on uh, Facebook or something and give me that correct enunciation of your name. Meanwhile, Nevada, Justin Lamb. Any any argument? Zero. Moving on. New Jersey. New Jersey's an interesting one because again, like I kind of get the state lines, the borders a little bit confused. Um, and again, I'm, I'm geographically removed from the state of New Jersey. Um, I know Peter Biondo technically lives in New York, and I think has for most of his life. Biondo Racing Products was a New Jersey thing at one point. Still you know, is. Uh, is it? Well, okay. I, I made a call to there the other day and I got a call back and, uh, the, the phone okay. number was New Jersey, but. Okay. Okay. Uh, neither it's neither here nor there. Um, I just like Pete was Pete and Sal were English town guys. Like I still kind of relate them to New Jersey, but I don't, I don't know. We'll get to Pete more when we get to, to New York. Like I, I feel like Pete's too big for any one state. Like, I feel like he might be the face of sportsman drag racing, period, right? Like nationwide. So I don't, I don't know that I can, I can pigeonhole him. You could make an argument for Tom Stalba here. You could go Frank Aragona. I know you had a few names that, that uh, are great ones that I didn't think about. And again, I might be showing my age a little bit. When I went and raced at ATCO and I would race there, I wouldn't say regularly, but like they had an event that I went to each year. And it became very, very obvious the instant that I got there and was obvious every time that I've ever been, the mayor of ATCO is Dominic Balducci. So when I think racing in New Jersey, I think of Dominic Balducci. Okay. That makes total sense. I can understand that completely and, and definitely know immediately when I hear that name, Dominic Balducci, I think New Jersey. But when I hear New Jersey, I immediately think Lee Zane or Anthony Fetch. So uh, it's one thing to hear a name and then go, oh, yeah, that's uh, that he's from here. But when I hear the state name, I immediately think Lee Zane or my, my man Fetch, a couple of the greatest bottom bulbers that's ever lived. So, again, bottom bulb heavy. Do they race in New Mexico? you darn right they do. Okay. And my dog races in new mexico and that's Cortland carter that was actually the first name that came to mind for me too yeah he's really the only racer i know from new he's mexico. the only name that came to mind for me too yeah okay. but but i do know when i when i hear new mexico i think Cortland carter fair enough join to the the new jersey conversation let's go to new york like by geography this is pete but again like i i 
I, I, for whatever reason, I, I put Pete Moore in New Jersey. And again, like, I think he's too big to be pitching old for a state. Troy Abercrombie, by the way, loyal listener, he had a really good point. Just give Pete two states and be done with it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we gave Dan Casey four. Why can't we give Pete two? That's a really good point. If Dan gets four, Pete definitely deserves two. But I mean, it's obviously Pete Diagnolo has accomplished a ton. And you've got another name on your list that that should be easily the choice i'm gonna need a ruling on it but yeah when i think sportsman racing in new york i still think dan fletcher yeah i agree um you know Vinny domino lives in new york so big van could be the choice but it's the terminator it's 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 peter biondo it's it's a slam dunk um i don't care you know how how many states he could get or you know if he could be possibly new jersey or if he's too big for a state it's it's new york and it's it's a yankees season ticket holder it's i mean he is new york it's peter biondo he is the Derek jeter of sportsman drag race yes he is might even be more likable most definitely all right so if we're going to give pete new york and new jersey like he dominated indy can we give him indiana too puts on a race in bristol give pete tennessee let's just give him every damn state well we could give him our next state because uh, he just cleaned that place out. He um, did do that. <laughs> <laughs> North Carolina's next on the list. And again, another state with a lot of possible options, man. There's so much talent there and so many polarizing figures. Uh, in, Start, because in you got this one right. I, I, I racked my brain on this and I, and I got it wrong. You got this right. I don't know which one I got it right with, but I'm saying it's the latter of my of my two choices. Um, Tommy Plot is definitely the guy I think of when I think New York, I mean, uh, North Carolina, when I think talent in North Carolina, <laughs> here, I, here I go again, fouling things up, but um, Tommy Plot's uh, easily the face of that state for me. Um, Cause those guys in North Carolina, they don't, they don't even travel inside their state very well. But Tommy Plata go anywhere. He's all over the place there. He runs all those tracks. Uh, Jordan White is another guy I think of when I think state of North Carolina. But for me, this one's easy, Tommy Plot. To your point, I feel like this has changed a little bit in recent years. But forever, the guys in North Carolina didn't have to travel. Like they could race three, four, five nights a week within a couple hours. There's just so many racetracks. So from outside the state, a lot of us never heard of the best racers. They didn't have a reason to go anywhere, right? Tommy Plot's one that was always on the road. Plot's the right answer. I, when I when I think of racing in North Carolina, I don't know exactly why. I think door cars. I just think like that's door car country. So I was thinking, well, who's oh, yeah. the door car that personifies North Carolina? And honestly, the first name that came to mind for me is Travis Harvey. Like just a guy that's kind of done everything. I feel like a pretty good ambassador for the sport as a whole. Um, and, and I went down the list then, like that kind of opened up to me. You had the Paschal brothers and I kept thinking like door cars, gotta be a door car guy. I thought about Glenn Ferguson. I thought about Tucker Parrish, Blaine Parrish. I thought about DW, Danny Waters. Um, but you know, you hit the nail on the head. Tommy Plot's the right answer. Yeah. Chip Johnson, Chad Duke. There's so yeah. many, it could go on and on and on, but definitely um, Tommy Plot. Uh, Fincham says Foley. Mm, that's a good uh, one. Yeah. 
great, great choice. But again, like I need a ruling. I, th- I still, I'm, I'm call me old. I think of Foley as a Kentucky kid. Yeah. Well, I don't like Steve Foley anymore. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have picked him just because of that, but uh, yeah. going bracket racing said Foley as well. So Foley getting a lot of love out there, but he wouldn't get any of that from me. Um, uh, it's Lee's chicken and it's a whole big story, but I don't, I don't need to tell it right here and get emotional, but definitely, uh, definitely wouldn't have picked Foley for sure. And I can't believe Fincham did as bad as Foley's been to him in his life. I can't believe he would say that either, but you know, whatever. What about Luke, North Dakota? This one should be easy. So many great racers that we know from North Dakota. I was going to say, do they race in North Carolina? But they do. <laughs> or at, at least one of our favorite racers hails from the great state of North Dakota. If I'm not mistaken, like a stone's throw from Canada. This yeah, is a we, layup, Big Jed. This is Cole Castile all they every day shouted him out a lot here on the show for sure cole castile spoke it into existence <laughs> yes cole castile definitely uh gets the nod there but uh glenn gordon i learned through my research glenn gordon owner of mullis race cars uh, shouts a, to your research by the way i'm a North Dakota guy yeah i got some <laughs> great resources out there slow that de- slow day at caterpillar or what yeah i was uh it was it's rainy it's still rainy matter of fact if if I go blank here, <laughs> we got pretty good thunder boomer rolling through here and there's possible tornadoes. So could take out my power, and my internet. If, if so, just finish the show and everybody, I love y'all. I'll find a safe place with a helmet. Um, but, um, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a day where it gave me a little bit of opportunity to do some research. Did we just get a vote for for Peter Biondo to 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 be North Dakota as well? Oh no, Peter actually commented. Okay, I thought I thought we were just going to give North Dakota oh. to too. <laughs> yeah. Sneaky Pete <laughs> and the kids are listening. Uh, I guess Emily had better things to do, and those guys ran out of things to do, so they're watching live. But uh, said uh, they got real happy when we said kind words for for Sneaky Pete. So. Um, that's that's pretty cool. Glad to have you guys tuning in, and uh, certainly those uh, those kind words were earned, my friend. Jed, I think as as I look at the docket, I think I got a little bit ambitious. I think we need to cut this off and make this two episodes, and I don't think there's oh. a better time to do it na- than now because the loyal listeners know if you if you can count your ABCs. You know that after North Dakota, we get into the O's and there's a certain state that has a near and dear place to our heart. Yes. Here on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast that starts with an O. And in the business, this is what we call a teaser. So I say we run this back a week from now and we'll start with the Buckeyes, Big Jet, O-H. I-O. And and certainly with you uh, propping this up and teasing it for the next show, I'm sure the people listening right now are going to be chiming in. We will have a list, Luke, seven pages long of who they think the face of Ohio is for sportsman racing. So I can't wait to see some of those names, see if there was anybody, because we've got quite a list ourselves. see if we left anybody off. But um, definitely like the, the breaking point here. So that does it. We're done. I think we're done. Okay. Well, that wraps us up everybody we're uh what uh 80 minutes or so into this thing so 
good time. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, the live show makes me nervous, but uh, it's pretty cool to have this interaction with everybody while we're doing it. I've even gotten a couple of text messages, so that was good stuff as well. Uh, appreciate everybody watching this long. Uh, certainly, uh, this is a little different format, but this show will post on our page. And those of you who feel differently than we do about some of the people on our list, certainly the the uh, sportsman podcast sportsman drag racing facebook page uh as page was typing there i was getting all kind of mixed up um <laughs> so there's a place there you can go tell us what we got right what we got wrong certainly go to the facebook page and do that on our post or if you just don't feel comfortable putting that out for everyone else certainly um send that to our uh, private messages and producer mark will snag that right up what's this note uh pincham can't wait said it's like uh, like watching yellowstone is his goal is to make me laugh well definitely pincham makes everybody laugh so he accomplishes that goal often luke it's live shouts uh, this is going to be very interesting i can't wait to hear what you got Things change a little bit on a live show, Big Jet. I was looking at my notes. I always, I always jot notes for the for the shouts. And I guess I get so excited in a live show. I don't have the greatest handwriting to begin with, but I, I can't hardly read my notes. I, I, I'm glad I had to, I'm glad I had a little bit of time to put this together. So team me up again. I think I'm ready. Um <laughs> by the way, I just got a I just got a text. I think that was from uh from either Van Horn or Megan Coughlin or Megan Van Horn, one of the two. <laughs> we can't stop at Ohio. Uh, everybody's on pins and needles. So great job, by the way, of, of stopping at such a big, impactful state and kind of just forcing everybody to watch next week. Luke, it's a live show. It's live shouts. This has got to be very interesting. It's going to be a little bit different, I'm sure. Who you got on your list? All right, shouts to I've got I've got my, my screen says I have poor internet so hopefully this is coming through shouts big Jed to Hot Rod Fincham shouts to Steve Foley and Lee's Chicken we're gonna have to I'm gonna have to pull on that thread at some point we need a deep dive there's story time coming shouts to the guy that I always think about when I think about racing in New York Tommy Plot you said that that slipped I caught that shouts to your Alabama-ness, I like that. Shouts to Yankees in Florida and your Hawaii connection. Shouts to Scott Taylor and any other Chevelles with flames in the great state of Montana. And shouts to Chris Farley, the fat guy in the little coat, Kurt Harrington, the big guy in the little Chevette. <laughs> yeah, awesome stuff. That was, a, that was a heck of a shout list, especially on the spot here live. So good stuff. Guys, uh, Luke and I are both active on Twitter. You can uh, tweet us, add us, whatever the case may be. Um, Twitter's still standing, by the way. Yes, still yes, going. it's still up and running. That's that's true. Uh, wait a minute. Got another text right here from uh, Miss Megan Van Horn. Oh, said they love the show, and um, we made uh, Brodix tonight. So shout out to Brodix. What a great name. I, I said I was a big fan of Brodix, the brand. I'm a big fan of Brodix, the kid, too. You rock, bro. You rock. Oh, uh, so I O. Guys, if you want to tweet us, at us, whatever you do, Luke is at Luke Bogacki, B O G A C K I. I am at JP11X. Please reach out to us and, uh, and tag us there on, uh, on Twitter as well. We love to interact with you when we can. 
that wraps up the show. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you so much. And we can't wait to talk to you real soon about the state of Ohio and more Sportsman Drag Race. Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss or at least reference This Is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. Led by knowledgeable professionals, Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is at each event, there are a hundred plus entries. There's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action, take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elite is for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th.